The Life Simplified ladies are doing a short survey to improve the podcast, and we'd love to hear your feedback. For a chance to win some UK swag, complete our survey linked in our show notes. Thanks. It's Take Back Tuesday. Setting boundaries is a great way to minimize holiday stress, but maybe you have trouble setting boundaries. If that sounds like you, stay tuned because we're taking it back to episode seven and learning how to set healthy boundaries. I could listen to this episode on repeat and still find something new each time. Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. Whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been on this journey with us since we launched last month, we are glad you're here. This week, we are focusing on setting healthy boundaries. If you listened to the bonus episode last week on life balance, you may recall that we discussed the importance of being able to say no. And what we learned is that we all struggle with that. So today we're going to work towards being able to say no by learning how to set healthy boundaries in our life. All right, ladies, you ready? Let's dig in. So if you have listened um, in the last little bit, you know that I always start with a definition. So we're on the same playing field. So let's talk about what a healthy boundary actually is. And so boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that a person creates to identify for themselves what are reasonable safe and permissible ways for other people to behave around them and how they will respond when someone steps outside of those limits. So there are many reasons why these are important. But before we discuss that, I'd like to hear what you ladies think of when you hear someone say healthy boundaries. What is a healthy boundary to you? Well, I think of that line. It's, I think of it as a line, like this is the very last thing that I'm willing to do or willing to happen. Yeah, so limits, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's your limit. It's your line. You're an actual physical like line sometimes mm-hmm. too, right? Because we know that boundaries, and I should have said this before, but we know that boundaries are, are for our physical boundaries, emotional, intellectual, sexual, like they can be any aspect of our being and so yeah we have limits on all of those you know you kind of you think about things like that and it's kind of hard to decide exactly because I think it depends on situation and who that is who who it is for you know because everybody has their limits you know and their boundaries but it depends on what situation it is too Mm -hmm. yeah definitely situational boundaries yeah I think that um that was a good one and I'm kind of thinking more that it made for me boundaries maybe shift mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you could say like I'm just thinking about you have different boundaries for different things or that line for different things but um if you're having a bad day that um boundary may be uh, or your limit may be a little what less closer than you know you have more time if you're having a better day like I can handle this a little bit longer but if you're you know maybe 
you react faster, I guess I should say. Um, so yeah, the boundary in that and, and maybe communicating different ways to show or tell people what those healthy boundaries are for you too. I'm going to take it in a different spin just for myself and my oldest son. My son is 23 and I have to set boundaries for myself because he is a young adult and he's not a kid anymore. And I have to remind myself as his mom that I need to respect his boundaries. Yes, absolutely. I think that's great because part of healthy boundaries is knowing what my boundary is and being able to communicate that to someone, but also um, having awareness over their boundary and being able to respect that um, at the same time, because sometimes maybe they're not great at expressing what that boundary is. So sometimes, you know, if we are are healthy and trying to focus on that, we can ask, you know, what does this work for you? Is this okay? Are, are you comfortable with whatever this situation is? For me, I guess when I think about the word boundary, like if you just ask me what, what, when you, healthy boundaries, what does that mean? I think about, um, safety like I guess the word like what makes me feel safe um physically safe emotionally safe all of those areas we talked about like how can I feel safe um and and not cross that limit like Ashley said make sure that I'm keeping it within that that limit and something that that feels comfortable for me and then there so there are all these different reasons why boundaries are important and so I think they play into the things that we just said to practice self-care and self-respect. So a boundary is there, like not only to keep me safe, but to help me with self-care and with self-respect and make sure that I'm not doing something I'm uncomfortable with um, and I'm not avoiding doing something I am comfortable with or is valuable to me. Um, Another reason that they're important is to communicate our needs in a relationship. So Joni, when you're talking about your relationship with your son, though, that's healthy there. That helps with that communication, knowing what each of your boundaries are. Yeah, because I'm mama here and mama likes to get in his business and mama needs to step (laughs) back and know that, you know, and me being able to see that, especially as he's getting older, that makes our relationship so much better. He knows that I'm there. I'll do whatever he needs me to do, but I cannot go and pry in his business unless he tells me. And I got to learn. I've learned that and I'm still working on that. But, you know, and I'm sure we'll have a better relationship with that as well. Absolutely. And that goes back to that flexibility that Amanda was talking about, because you said like, you know, mama is used to being the one that is involved in those things. And there are um, more fluid boundaries when your children are younger, because you are the one caring for them and making those big decisions. But as our children get older, and they're starting to do that for themselves, we have to be flexible with our boundaries and realize that's not my role anymore. And so I think those are really good points that both of you have brought up. Um, and, and a key to why we want to set healthy boundaries for our relationships. Um, some other reasons that they're so important is to make time and space for positive interactions. You know, sometimes um, discussions can be difficult and communication can be difficult. But if we understand and respect each other's boundaries, it makes it so much easier. Um, So I think that's one of those things. And then setting limits in a relationship in a way that is healthy. And that just goes back to what we've been talking about, you know, just making sure we're respecting each other, we're respecting ourselves, and we're keeping a safe space 
for relationships and boundaries help us do that. Now, we've talked a little bit about flexibility. So one of the things I want to point out is that sometimes we want to be careful that our boundaries are not too rigid nor too fluid. So we do want to have a level of flexibility because what you'll find in relationships with boundaries, if I have very rigid boundaries, I'm going to hold people at arm's length. It's going to be very hard for someone to get to know me and for me to let someone in. Um, Whereas if they're too fluid, then I may share a lot of things with someone I shouldn't share. Or I might get involved in an activity that I don't feel comfortable with, but I didn't realize it till it's too late. And so we really want to be flexible um, as we grow and change and are in different relationships and different life stages, stages, our boundaries will also change, but we have to be willing to express those changes to the people around us because they're not going to always read our mind. Um, And so something that might have been an okay thing for a long time is not necessarily okay anymore. So ladies, I'm wondering, are there any signs for you in your life that tell you um, that you need to set a boundary? Like, oh, I I feel like this isn't something that needs to have a boundary what signs do you see when it's time for that? When you feel like maybe you haven't been clear about your boundary or there's a new boundary that needs to be set? Stress level. Mm-hmm. Stress level. That's all I can say. My stress level goes extremely high, you know, and when I know, and it's hard to talk about it in front of that person or whatever situation that is, that you need that boundary, but you have to, you know, because mm-hmm. of your stress level. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a huge one for most people. And I'll agree with that with the stress level. My stress level goes high and then I'm irritable Mm -hmm. and just feel that way all the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like you can't get out Mm -hmm. of it. You're just like, why am I so annoyed? Yeah, like you're short tempered or irritable. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was something that I always notice. Yeah, and I will say for me, um, when I start feeling that I, I have a resentment, towards a person or a thing or an activity and and I can't stop ruminating on it then I know okay there's something to that I need to dig deeper and for some reason there's some limit that has been crossed and I no longer feel safe or comfortable and I'm I'm resenting the situation or the person or that whatever it may be and so that's a huge red flag for me that okay a boundary needs to be looked at How do you set them boundaries? Mm, Let's talk about it. So first of all, we all discussed last week that saying no is not our favorite. (laughs) We're not super great at it. And I think most people can relate to that. Um, And we talked about various reasons why we struggle to say no. And those are the same barriers to boundary setting. And so let's, let's look at some of those barriers that most people can relate to. So first of all, and I think we kind of brought this up last week fear of rejection and ultimately abandonment so we don't want to be rejected we want people to like us you know that's important to us and so that fear alone can be a barrier to boundary setting Um, also fear of confrontation People get scared of that word. It it insinuates that we're going to have a fight, and a lot of us do not want to have a fight. So fear of confrontation will keep us from having that boundary. Guilt. We definitely discussed guilt last (laughs) week. We feel like we need to say yes, um, but guilt will keep us from having a good, healthy boundary. Um, We weren't taught healthy boundaries, so if it's not something we know how to do, we're not very likely to be able to do that. 
And then there may be safety concerns. And I'm going to pause for a minute here with a caveat that if you aren't setting healthy boundaries because of a safety concern with someone you're in a relationship with, I do not want you to go to that person and start saying, I need to set a healthy boundary right now. In that case, you need to work with a professional to help develop a safety plan and do it in a safe way. So hear me out before we move forward. If your barrier is a safety concern, the rest of the things we're going to talk about are not for you. I prefer you get with a professional and have someone help you do this in a safe manner and not alone. So now that we've got that out there, ladies, which of these barriers that we just talked about, and it could be one or more, um, do you feel like you struggle with the most when it comes to boundary setting? All of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just being real here. All of them. But probably my biggest one would be fear. Mm-hmm. of the uh, confrontation i do not like confrontation at all um i also don't want people upset with me and i want everybody to like me but the confrontation is my number one mm-hmm. that i struggle with yeah yeah i think a lot of people um fear that and i will say um coming coming from my therapy background part of the problem is that we don't know the definition of confrontation. It's been given a really negative connotation. We, we think it means an argument or a fight. And really, a, a confrontation just means we, we come front to front and talk it out. But we don't see it that way. It really is meant to be healthy communication. It's meant to be, I'm going to sit down with you and express how I'm feeling. You express how you're feeling. We, we come to an agreement, but we have given it such a negative tone that now we fear it. Um, and so if, if we can change the way we think about that, and, and confrontation's not bad, it's simply good communication. I would say that <laughs> I'm right there with Joni. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Do I have to pick one? (laughs) Um, So I don't know that I can pick one. But if we're talking about struggling with the most, I I agree with the confrontation. But then I think mine even is I'm afraid of that rejection and that someone's going to be mad and not not like me anymore because of that confrontation. So I think mine would be that that fear of rejection. And then also guilt is pretty hot up there as well for me i feel guilty if i'm not doing all the things that someone else thinks that i need to be doing yeah that was going to be mine was was guilt um (laughs) and that's and you may for me it's not like an initial guilt like you're like okay like i I need that time or this is my boundary i'm not going to do that and then you know later on you're like oh should i have done that like and you know if it's like maybe a self-boundary where you're i need some time at home and you're at home doing relaxing you know whatever it is we've talked about self-care and then it's like you're sitting there and you're like should i have done that like is am i going to make them upset are they going to not you know, maybe invite me next time or be rejected or, you know, for me. So I think guilt is probably the one for me. So you're saying you overthink things like I do. Yes, All overthink. Right. Good. Overthink. Okay, we're in the same boat there. <laughs> me too. Add uh, me to that list. You know, I think fear of rejection and guilt kind of go together a lot of times um, when we're experiencing these struggles with setting boundaries. But thinking about the guilt specifically, I, I was actually listening to the, no- the news the other day, um, and, and they were kind of hashing through some of this. And the gentleman who was on the TV said, you know, sometimes we have to say no so that we can give our best yes to something else. And so I think that's the thing. If we can remind ourselves that saying no, um, we 
we're saving ourselves for the best yes. And, I, you know, I had another another gentleman in my life um, who was kind of a mentor to me. And one of the things he would always say is that sometimes the that good things steal from the best things. And so the things we say yes to may be good things, but are they the best thing? And, and going back to some of our um, previous discussions, you know, setting what are my priorities? You know, is this yes going to meet the priorities that I've said are important in my life um, for that whole life balance that we discussed? And so I think if we can remind ourselves, like, we're making this decision so we can give our best yes down the road, that can alleviate some of that guilt that we put on ourselves most of the time. Because I would say it is self-inflicted guilt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't it know is, that other yeah. people guilt us most of the time. Sometimes that's the case. But for the most of the time, it's us, Right. So, and I would say, yes, like I, all the above, depending on the circumstances, I have had these barriers, but I'm trying really hard to work, work on these boundaries. And, and I will say for those of you listening, like this is a constant, like continue to work. Like it's not going to be perfect. It's not always going to be easy. Um, but just like everything else that we discuss on Life Simplified, it's something you just keep revisiting and keep working on. And it's, it's all about growth. Let's talk about some steps to consider when setting a boundary so that we know how to do this. Because I think that's part of it is like, how do I actually put a boundary into place? So we're going to talk about five steps here, and I'm going to try and discuss a little bit through them. But ladies, if I'm on something and you have a thought, jump in there with me, okay? So number one, have support in place before and after each conversation. So just like we've all talked about today, there is anxiety associated with setting boundaries. And so it can be a very difficult situation for us when we know we're going into a conversation specifically to set a boundary with someone about something. And so we want to have support there. We want to know we're not alone. We want to talk it through with someone who is safe and who understands confidentiality because we definitely don't want our business shared out there with everybody. So that would be your first step, making sure you have support in place before and after that conversation. Number two, we want to vent any strong emotions before having your boundary conversation, okay? We can have lots of feelings when we know it's time to set a boundary. So if you have anger, frustration, sadness, fear, you want to vent all of that out so that you can go into the conversation as calmly as possible. Step three, use simple and direct language. Okay, when we set a boundary, we do not have to give a whole dissertation on why we're setting a boundary. We want to be very simple, very direct, um, and also very respectful. So we want it to be a good communication experience, not a negative communication experience. So when you are talking to that person, you don't go you, 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 you and blank them. Is that what you're saying? Correct. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We want to be in our I statements. Okay. I feel. And because remember, no one can argue with your feelings. They're just what Mm -hmm. they are. So. Yes, we definitely don't want to use negative and you blaming uh, dialogue. Um, We want to be simple. We want to be direct. And we want to be respectful and calm. (laughs) Hence step one and two. (laughs) All right. Step four. You do not need to defend, debate, or over-explain your feelings. Be firm, gracious, and direct. If met with resistance, repeat your statement or request. So we don't have to explain why we're setting a boundary. 
It's not our job to help them understand, to make them feel better about it, to over-explain it. It's just our job to explain, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I need, and this is how I will respond if that can't be met. Um, And again, if they continue to ask that question, you just keep restating what it is. And if it, it's not working out, then maybe, you know, we take a pause and it's time to step away and we try again at another time when maybe they're a little more open to having that conversation. I think that one is really important. And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, whoops. Um, I'm a talker <laughs> and I'm an explainer. And I feel in any type of situation that I need to explain why I'm feeling this way or what has made me think this and that I was I was just like oh okay I'm gonna mark that one down let's write that one down yeah I think so too and I think um and you mentioned like some a lot of us think it's uncomfortable to have these boundary talks so then if you are a talker and you're uncomfortable you may talk more or share more or mm-hmm. feel the need to do these things so yeah I'm, I agree I think that's a good one that I'm gonna to think about yeah, and I think those that ties back to to what we just talked about our barriers, that fear of rejection and that guilt. Like I think we over explain and we over defend and we over debate um, to kind of lessen our fear. Like, oh, if I soften this or if I over explain it, then they won't be as mad at me or I feel guilty that I'm saying these things. So I need to really defend myself and debate why this is so important. Almost like we're convincing ourselves that it's okay to have a healthy boundary. And in some ways, we probably are trying to convince ourselves, but convince yourself before you said it, not during the setting. <laughs> situation that's what i was just about to say i need to convince myself before the conversation yeah and that's what that support in place is good for you can talk through that you know any of those insecurities or things that you're unsure about talk it through with your support that is your safe space um, so that you can kind of hash through all of those things before you get into the actual conversation itself I like how you brought out a while ago, you know, if that person is not understanding what your boundaries are, that you just, you walk away and Mm -hmm. then you try to revisit another time, you know, does it mean that it has to be resolved, you know, but you want it resolved, ultimately the goal is, but sometimes whatever that person, whoever that person is, or that boundary, sometimes it's not resolved, you know, mm-hmm. it may you may have to revisit it another time too. And maybe the next time you revisit revisit it with that person, they be maybe they've had time to think about it. And then that way they are more open to that boundary. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we have to remember, like we said, um, and and why we may not have said them before is maybe we weren't taught healthy boundaries and maybe the person that you're having this conversation with has never witnessed that they don't know how to do it for themselves and for them it feels like it's personal and and so that can make them angry or afraid or just all kinds of emotions that maybe they're not super comfortable with Um, and I will say that our fallback emotion if I feel hurt or sad or lonely is anger because that's our safe emotion, right? It just kind of generally in our society, anger is accepted. 
Um, whereas sadness and fear and those other things make us feel inferior sometimes. And so they may not be in a position where they can hear you. And so if you have tried two or three times to restate yourself um, and they aren't being receptive, then it's a good time to just back away. You know, we just need to step back and try again at another time. And it's also why before you go into setting your boundary, you want to make sure that you know how am I going to respond if they can't respect this boundary? Because sometimes we may ask something of someone that they either cannot or will not do. And if they can't do that for us, we have to be prepared for how we're going to respond. And that's actually step number five. We have to follow up with action. Stay strong. If you give in, you invite people to ignore your needs. It's all about self-care. You know, it goes back to that that very first episode we talked about, you know, In order for me to take care of myself, I have to set those healthy boundaries. So we have to be willing to follow through. Now, this is where I feel like we get ourselves in trouble with boundaries because it's kind of like the boundaries we try to set with our children. And we say, if you do that again, then you're going to go to timeout. And they do it about 15 more times and they still haven't gone to timeout. So we get in that place where, okay, my, my boundary came turned into an idle threat and my child knows it so they don't take it seriously. We don't want to get into that as adults. We don't want to get into that with our, our grown-up adults relationships and we don't want to get into that with our kids either we want to revamp that we want to set boundaries that we are willing to follow through on and if you're not a place where you're willing and able then it's not time to set that boundary yet I think that's a really good point you have to think about what you are actually going what yes what you're going to do Mm -hmm. what you're willing to do I think that's an excellent point Yeah, because if it's a relationship that you feel like has become toxic, um, is not safe for you emotionally, even it doesn't have to be, you know, physically, it can be in any way that you just feel like this is not the healthiest relationship for me. And I need to ask for this boundary to be respected. If they can't respect it, am I willing to walk away? Am I willing to put space in between to keep myself safe? Because again, those boundaries are all they're about my safety. And so we have to know for ourselves if we're willing to do that or not um, because we don't want to set idle threats with other adults because it doesn't work out very well and, and some of the statements I would want to share I want you to think about when you think about it's so hard to set a boundary it's so hard for me to follow through how am I going to do this remind yourself that you're not a doormat you're not here for people to wipe their feet on you, um, to get what they need to get out of the relationship with you, and then just move along. We're worth more than that. We're valuable. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to realize that and to stick up for ourselves. But also, I want you to, to know that people treat us how we allow them to. And so I would I would have clients all the time who would come to me and say, well, this person is just using me for my money. This person's just using me for this. This person bummed all this off me all this time, but they never pay me back. And I simply ask them, do you keep saying yes? Yeah. Have you gone to them and asked them to repay? Have you told them this bothers you? No. People treat us how we teach them to treat us. And if we allow them to make us a doormat, we will be a doormat. And so we have to to step up and take the onus to be willing to take that step to set that boundary so that we can can be healthy and we can meet our needs and we can meet our self-care and our self-respect and we can feel safe. 
So any thoughts on any of that, ladies? I know it's difficult and it can be it can be tough, but thinking about those steps, and I know we kind of talked a little bit along the way, but being aware of those steps, how do you think that those will help you overcome some of those barriers that we all experience with setting healthy boundaries? I think getting the strong emotion out of it before, especially with those that are really bothering you. There are some boundaries that I have set here recently that there's not a whole lot of strong emotion behind them. It's just one that you're like, okay, this is a boundary I'm going to set. And then there's those that you're working through that there's a whole lot of strong emotion and still a lot of strong emotion behind and you can't set that boundary. That that just really stuck out to me because I was like, oh, well, yeah, I can't go into it calmly if I haven't talked it through. I mean, hello, talker here. I need, <laughs> I need to talk it out. I need to process it a couple of times. But I also think, and Tiffany can tell me if I'm right. She may have told me this already. But there's a difference between venting it and processing it and then just keep replaying it mm-hmm. over and over and over Yes, it's that resentment that we that I talked about that is is for me. I know I need to set a boundary if I am living in resentment. I'm replaying those feelings over and over again, but doing nothing with them. But you're right. There is a difference. There is a difference. Like, has there been an event that has happened recently and I have strong emotions and I need to process those before I can have a calm conversation? Or is this something I've been hashing over and over and over and over in my own mind for a really long time? And so we we have to know the difference. And I like what you said, Ashley, about there's a difference between there are some boundaries that have a lot of strong emotion and there's some boundaries that are just like, okay, this is something I need to do for me to, to help me get on track to help me with my self-care, help me with my schedule. And they're, they're maybe not as emotionally loaded. Those are excellent boundaries for practice for these steps. Like that is like go into the ones that, that you don't have a lot of fear of confrontation or a lot of guilt around them or a lot of fear of rejection and use those boundaries to help you practice doing this. Because the more you do it, it does get easier. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be eliminated from some of these fears but we can get better at it and we can get more comfortable with it. So you, yeah, use those smaller ones to practice this. Any other thoughts, ladies? You know, I guess the thing of it is with just listening to you all and everything with the boundaries that it is a very hard subject to know, to learn, but these are, these are steps that we can do, you Mm -hmm. know, Don't think that you're setting yourself up for failure or setting your whatever person thing, whatever that boundaries is, that you're not going to ever be able to reach that go. And you may not, you know, but it's okay, you know, and these are, you can work on little things. Like you said, I really like that because sometimes we set ourselves up for failure before we even start. And if we set small goals and boundaries to start with, then work your way up to that big boundary that may be lingering over you, you know, to to be able to do that, you know, so don't think that you cannot do it because you can, I can, you know, I'm talking to myself right now, because I, I sometimes let people, I'm the doormat, you know, and I let people treat me that way. And not that I want to, it's just sometimes it's hard. You say yes, instead of that no, that we've been talking about too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, it does help to have the steps because we hear people talk about setting boundaries. You need to set a boundary. You need to set a healthy boundary. 
but it's rare that we get practical steps on how do I do that? What does that look like? Help me with this because it, there's a lot of tension with it. Um, so as always, we will have this information in our show notes um, and you can always email us. And so if you have questions about this or there's something you're not sure of, feel free to reach out to us at any time. Um, and just like every other episode, I have homework for you because I think this only works if we put it in action and the four of us have committed to doing it and we hope you are committing to taking action with us. Um, so I want you to explore the questions that we discussed in today's episode for yourself. So I'm going to go over those real quick, but they'll also be in the show notes if you need to look those up. So we've discussed what is your personal definition of a boundary? What is a sign in your life that tells you that you need to set a boundary? Which barriers to boundary setting do you struggle with the most? How will being aware of these steps help you to overcome your barriers? And then one I think that all of us will think about and take home with us, what is a boundary you want to set but have not been able to yet? As always, you may want to write in a journal or share your answers with a trusted friend. Um, and I hope that you'll commit to setting one new healthy boundary over the next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us again next week for Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.